Welcome to season two of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman. If you haven't already, go check out my new website. You can view the latest episode, fan favorites, and even submit a question to our future guests. You can visit the website at letstalkwrestlingpodcast.my.canva.site. You can also find the link in the show notes. The song you just heard is Headstrong by Trapped, and it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Brett Hakeman. Brett wrestled for Union LaPorte City and was an absolute hammer. He won four AAU state titles and placed second and third before standing atop the podium as a senior. His team also won the state duels over Emmitsburg in 2004. Brett continued his wrestling career at Upper Iowa University. He now has two beautiful daughters and lives back in his hometown of LaPorte City, Iowa. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy Brett Hakeman. So you got a couple kids and one of them is just starting to get into it. Nice. Yeah, the younger one. Yeah. What are, what are their names? Uh, Riley is the oldest one and Lindley is the younger one. Riley and Lindley. Cool. Yeah. That's been, so. been something else. Yeah. Yeah. In the house. <laughs> Uh, was that about when you kind of started wrestling or how early did I you actually start? started in third grade third grade okay. that was considered like late even at that time yeah way back in the day <laughs> I started when he was in fifth grade we started at the same time he's two years older than me mm-hmm. really so he's so he started in fifth grade so you started at the same time just i was in i was younger so i was in yeah. third grade. he was in fifth yeah why'd you start so late i didn't even know anything about it honestly really uh like i was Lived in Waterloo, and then when we moved to Laporte, and then when I started school here, I found out uh, I didn't know anything about wrestling actually at all until uh, Ingval. He was the head coach back then, and he was also the elementary gym teacher. Handed out flyers for Little Joe Knight's Wrestling Club, and mm-hmm. that's how I got into it. Yeah, so really, I at home and told mom, I was like, I want to try this, and I had no idea what it was. Mm-hmm. Your parents didn't know. Nobody. It was just well, my mom and dad knew what it was. But they oh, okay. So. So yeah, well, mom wanted to try it, and Brady wanted to too. So she was training. And that was the end, and we just kept at it. Yeah. Did you do any other sports growing up? Uh, when we were that little, no, we didn't do anything else till we got into middle school. Really, really? We play football, run track. You know the team sports that they had for school. Mm-hmm. Wrestling was the only thing we did outside of school before we did anything else. Yeah, you were. I mean, it seemed like you were pretty good. You were programs back then, like really, like the Marshalltown Football League for the little kids and oh, stuff. Right. Stuff back then. Yeah, same here. I think yeah. we had a flag football tournament or something, you know. Yeah. But we didn't have anything until seventh grade. Yeah, we didn't have padded league or anything. They do now, but mm. yeah, I wish they did back then. <laughs> right? <laughs> were, were you big into any other sports eventually? Like, did you get into football and all that? Yeah, oh, I love football. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played football. Yeah, I played from seventh grade all the way up through high school. Mm-hmm. I started I started varsity as a sophomore when my brother was a senior. Wow. A position I had never played before in my life. <laughs> Which was what? Cornerback. The head coach really? put me as cornerback yeah, on defense. And I was like, what do I do? And he's like, just follow the ball. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that had to be pretty cool, though, playing with your brother. Oh, yeah, that was fun. He still credits himself for getting me on varsity because apparently the coach pulled him in the office like, you think your brother's ready to play varsity or tough enough to play varsity? <laughs> but he's like, yeah, he's covering half the guys you got out here. So, <laughs> Did you two like uh, 
you know, when you were younger and even growing up, did you guys like have a lot of battles or were you pretty? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if you were those brothers or if you were ones that kind of just did your own thing. We we would, uh, we would get in a lot of fights. Mm -hmm. Uh, It got a lot better the older we got. And then especially when we weren't living together anymore, it got Mm -hmm. way better. And now we're like really good friends. Like it's, yeah. We do a lot of stuff together. And he's actually got two girls that are right around my girls' age. So we do a lot of family. No, ki- no kidding. Yep. That's funny how that works. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys, so growing up, when you guys started wrestling, did you guys wrestle a lot together too? Or were you right around the same weight? Yeah. Like I was a pitcher little kid. So Me even too. when I got into high school, like we were always, I think there might've been a couple of years where I was actually at a heavier weight than him, but <laughs> different grade level so we never had to say had to meet up at a tournament or anything uh, yeah we were practice partners a lot but a lot of that time turned into like fights yeah getting like sent to the car multiple times and little kids wrestling because like you know the coach would tell you to stop and i just wouldn't because too much of an intense little kid like didn't like having him letting him have the last hit or anything so Mm -hmm. i get the car you get to stay in practice <laughs> oh, he would get a stay, and you had yeah, it was just me to the car because I wouldn't stop. I mean, it was my own fault, but <laughs> you must have gotten um pretty good pretty quickly because you were a four time AAU state champ, so you must yeah. have had found success pretty quickly and pretty well, early. Yeah, my first year wrestling, like I didn't win my first tournament till closer to the end of the year. Like my mom took up the reins, like when we started doing tournaments and stuff, she was taking us like every weekend. <clears throat> yeah, okay, mm-hmm. like. I remember my first tournament was a nice holiday classic here in my hometown. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had no idea what I was doing. You know, you go to practice, they teach you moves and stuff, but nobody had explained to me how to score points, like how you scored points. And I remember <laughs> I wrestled like three matches and I lost all three of them. And I had one more to go. And one of my brother's friends came up and goes, I'm going to, sh- I'm going to show you how to score points. I was like, Oh, Okay. So he's like, you get two, you know, explain two points, take down one point escape, you get back points, you get a count and all this stuff. I was like, Oh, all right. And I won my last match. <laughs> so what were you doing out there then? If you were scoring points? throwing people around, just trying to do, th- I don't know. I didn't know. I had no idea what I was doing. I was just like, Oh, I'm out here grappling with people and not doing any moves or anything. But, uh, I started winning tournaments towards the end of my first year when I started like really applying what I was learning mm-hmm. and then, yeah, the next year I actually is when I, my second year wrestling is when I won my first AU state title. Wow. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, all right, well, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I won it every year after that, except for seventh grade. No kidding. Yeah. Well, uh, that makes sense. I guess if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know about it, anything about it the first year and then won it in fourth grade fifth grade, sixth grade, lost in seventh grade, ended up getting third, and then won it again in eighth grade. Wow. Yeah. Dang. Uh, yeah, my, my, I was good friends with Zach Keeker growing up. <clears throat> him, but uh, his dad was Lowell Keeker, who wrestled for Wartburg, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, me and him became pretty good buddies because we – always run into each other wrestling tournaments and stuff. And that year we both went to state. We both won. We rode in the car there together and rode home. Mm-hmm. We both had a state title. <laughs> wow. Did, did Brady wrestle too a lot? And, you know, did he travel like you did? Yeah. Um, the, 
It sucked for him, though, because he only had, like, fifth and sixth grade. And then when he got into seventh grade, it was more of the school wrestling stuff. Mm -hmm. He still did, like, weekend tournaments and everything. But he wasn't able to do it, like, as as much as I did. And, uh, I mean, he was always a better technician than me. Mm -hmm. But I always had, like, I always had him. So, like, when he got into middle school, I would be, he would come to my practices, too, and practice with me, you know. So, I was always getting like that extra stuff from like what mm-hmm. he's in middle school he's bringing back to me so i was always like a step ahead of a lot of people right okay same thing when he got into high school you know and then he'd come home and like show me some stuff and all that stuff so i was always i was always a little more ahead of like the game in a lot of that aspects because of him yeah wow yeah, yeah like when you got third like i guess i should ask when when did you start taking it kind of seriously you know when did you start going I'm pretty good at this. You know, I, I might. After I won the first AU state title. Really? So fourth grade. Yeah. So my dad, that's when my dad got involved when he figured out like, Oh, they're going to, they're going to do this. Let's do Mm -hmm. this. And then, uh, then it became, became a lot more work, but it also became a lot more fun because we did a lot more traveling. Uh, Oh, really? Like we didn't really do a real hardcore traveling until like seventh grade is when I started going to like Tulsa and like, then I got on with uh, Pablo's oh yeah, wrestling school. I got on with them when I was in eighth grade. And so that was a lot of fun. We went to like Missouri and stuff. And then there were some studs in that program. Like you had mm-hmm. Morningstar, LeClaire, Pujol, um, Siebel, all them guys. They were all mm-hmm. squad. So it was, it was a lot of fun <laughs> with those guys. because They were some hammers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, just to be in that same category with them. I mean, there's and you know, they probably say the same thing about you. You know, you thought about that, like <laughs> maybe I'm still good buddies with Dan and Claire. We ended up going uh to Palmer together for a little while. Oh, really? I okay. Know, I never realized I was like it was like my second try there and his first trimester. And I see this kid just like wandering around, like looking around like he's lost. And I'm like, <laughs> Dan? He goes, oh, thank God. He goes, I, I lost the crowd. I don't know where I'm going. I'm like, what class are you in? Because it's like a little confusing when you first get there because it's a weird layout of the school. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm in this class. I'm like, come on, I'll show you where it's at. <laughs> so it's pretty funny. That's uh, Palmer. Is that Palmer Chiropractic in yeah. Davenport? Yeah. Nice. Okay. And that's, did you, so you, you're a chiropractor? Uh, I, no. Okay. I actually graduated the program. I have a degree, but nice. I don't have a license. Okay. Because you have to do like these board exams, mm-hmm. four of them, then a PT. Mm-hmm. I got to part. So some life things happen, and I mm-hmm. got behind yeah. that, and then I uh, got to part three, and I just have not been able to pass that. And at this point, it's just kind of moot. Like if I ended up going back and passing it, and then getting through part four, and then starting chiropractic, I'd be way like I'd never be able to retire. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So what do you what are you up to now then? I actually uh, do commercial furniture installation for a company right now. Nice. Okay. It's pretty decent. And then like, I've never had any problems with time off or anything like that. And you treat you right. So, I mean, so far it's been pretty good. I've been there <laughs> up on five years now. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Well, cool. And Dan, I wonder, what, I wonder if he, what he's a guy. You know what he is he's practicing. You know, yeah. uh, is it Troy Mills? He's got a place or Cogn- uh, one of those little, things over in his area for where mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. what'd you yeah. go to school for at upper iowa then uh sports science okay 
I did that because it was I had most of the prereqs I needed to get into Palmer. Okay, so you knew right away yeah. that you were okay. Yeah, I knew that from the get go, and then uh, I was only planning on going to Upper Hour for four years mm-hmm. because I wanted to get into Palmer, and I, would, I mean, I didn't need five years to get a degree there or anything, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to spend the money. I had mm-hmm. to talk coming back again by the coach. <laughs> So I ended up doing my five years there and then went to Palmer and did my four year, three and a half, four years there. Dang. Yeah. So I was in school for a long time. Yeah. What was that? Five years, then three and a half, you know, nine years, almost eight and a half, nine years. I mean, I got a doctor. I'm a doctor of chiropractic. No. Wow. (laughs) I am a doctor. I'm just not practicing. No kidding. Wow. That'd be pretty cool though to, you know, to get that degree and finish out something yeah. that you started and to get that, that high level of education. That's tough. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a, it was a lot different than when I was used to, because like I never struggled in school. So I never really had to like study or anything. You there and it's a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to be on it or you're going to fall behind fast. Mm-hmm. It took me a minute to figure that out, but I, I ended up figuring it out and got through most of it. And then the board started popping up. And like I said, some family things started happening because, mm-hmm. you know, me and the wife decided to try to start having kids. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't panning out very well. Mm-hmm. Like with, we had no problem getting pregnant. It was staying pregnant that we were having problems with. And it just kind of happened all in the areas around boards and stuff. So I wasn't studying as much as I probably should have been. And then I fell behind and it was just a crap show. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. tough. Yeah. I mean, I don't have no regrets. I got two beautiful little baby girls and mm-hmm. things are good. So, yeah. Well, still, you did it. You know, you still yeah. completed it. Yeah. I mean, did you ever find that in the wrestling room, too, where you felt like it's a whole different ball game and you needed to play catch up a little bit? Uh, my first tournament in college, I would say, is when I was like, oh, Okay, like I got I got up it now because like mm-hmm. I went from a successful. I mean, I was good. I was pretty good for my second year on up, and I got into high school, and I'm I did all right. You know, freshman year I lost nine times, I think it was, and qualified for state, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And then after that, I was just like I progressively got better. I mean, that jump from like even like from little kids to middle school, then from middle school to high school, that jump in skill level that you you get yourself not even just your competition what you gain is just astronomical like you can watch kids that like as an eighth grader eh, he's a successful eighth grader then he gets in high school and he's like you're like whoa this kid's phenomenal <laughs> is like, that what happened to you uh I, I don't know if i was phenomenal right out the gate but like i had i had the good basics and grounds for becoming something but i had mm-hmm. awesome practice partners you know like my brother i had jace clark Wade Broom, all those guys. Like, we had some hammers in that room. Oh, my gosh, yes. We were – it was J.C. Watts, all in there. Mm -hmm. When Dunkelberger was in there, we had Cole Zemple, like, just a bunch of – just hammers. And it wasn't – it wasn't just like, yeah, we had our standouts at every weight. No, we were deep. Like, Mm -hmm. we had – Ben Dunkelberger was our starting heavyweight for the first half of the year, his junior year. Got beat out by our other heavyweight who started for the next half of the year. Dunkelberger ended up beating him back out for state wrestling. 
And then Dungbird only lost twice that year to our other heavyweight and to Matt Fields, I think it was. Jeez. So, yeah, if we were deep. Uncle Burger was tough. We had tough guys like that. Like it was, it was something ridiculous. I mean, don't get me wrong. We still had weights where we didn't have like the, you know, there weren't hammers. They were like, Mm -hmm. they were weak. They just were, weren't as good as like from 45 on up through the heavyweight. We were just, it was stacked. Yeah. Of course, stacked. And it was a lot of fun those years. That's when Ingval was in there. I could do a whole podcast talking about that guy. That guy's, yeah. that guy's uh, he's, he's my guy. Yeah. He was your head coach the whole time while you were there? No. My senior year, he retired my junior year after we won state duels. Mm-hmm. And then he, and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I wish he wouldn't have. But, mm-hmm. No, I had Hogan, who was actually pretty good for me. Because Ingvall was – how do you explain Ingvall? There was something about the man's presence that just made you – give it everything you had like a hundred percent all the time hey my buddy doing caldwell i think said it. he was working he's he was like aldi's or i don't know walmart or something he was stocking mm-hmm. shelves because i don't know why he goes i looked up and Ingvall was walking down the aisle and i was just like stocking <laughs> the shelves really fast it's just the type of like aura he had you know it was like and he was around it's just like you did, you did, you did what you thought he would like. And it was like, give a hundred percent all the freaking time. Like never stop. But he'd also do like, he would say things to us too. Oh God, this guy was awesome. If it was easy, everyone would do it. You know, just little, little <laughs> like that. He's like, Oh, one of my favorite ones is like, never aim for the top of the shit house. You miss, you land in the shit. You the moon. That way if you miss, at least you land on top of the shit house, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> But he'd make us set goals. That was very goal-oriented back then, too. Mm -hmm. He'd give you a sheet of paper, and it was three academic goals, three life goals, and three wrestling goals, and you had to fill them all out. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget, when I qualified for state my freshman year, the next year when I got that goal sheet, I said place in the top three, which was I thought was realistic. Like, Mm -hmm. that's a realistic goal for me. Like, I can do that. You know, and I handed it in. He looked at it, looked at me, says, fix that one. I was like, uh, okay, uh, win a state title, hand it back, just much better. <laughs> just, he just, he always like pushed you further than you thought you could go, you know, mm-hmm. and he encouraged you to do that, but he, you feared him and respected him all at the same time. Like you just did not want to cross him. You just did what he said mm-hmm. and you knew like it was going to be okay. Like he would get you where you needed to go. And uh, he was really good at reading his wrestlers too. Like me, I didn't want to know anything about my opponents. Like I wanted to go out there really? thinking I was better than everybody I was wrestling. That's just mm-hmm. the way I was. So they would never tell me who I was wrestling or what their accolades, you know, some kids feed off of that and like, Oh, I'm wrestling a kid. They got second at state. I'm going to give him everything. No, not me. I just, I just wanted to go out there and do my thing and try to, cause I was always like my game plan. I'm going with my game plan. I'm doing what I want to do. And so they would never tell me anything. And that's the way I like Wow. It. So, yeah, I would beat kids sometimes, and my brother would come to me like, do you know who you just beat? No, should I? I was like, you beat that kid by more than I probably would have won. Like, he's good. I was like, oh, all right, sweet, yeah. <laughs> no, I was, uh, they, they, like, they knew that, so, like, they just – they read their, their wrestlers well. He did, and he knew what they needed. Yeah. Without you knowing, that's what he would do. How did you not – like – 
not even realize who you were wrestling like that that takes some work to to, you know, because that information, I know back then it wasn't quite out there as much, but it was still kind of out there. How did you not? You like, stay, keep... I mean, back then you stay off of Iowa preps and all that stuff. Like, you, <laughs> you know, I didn't get on the internet and search people or anything like that. I wasn't mm-hmm. like that. I spent my time like practicing and, you know, doing what I thought was the right thing and what the coaches told me. Uh, I never looked at like rosters, you know, like you can get the papers and everything and say like who's wrestling who and, I wouldn't know until I got there. I mean, don't get me wrong. There were times where I would hear like the, like I knew who I was going to wrestling by the time I got to the thing. And like, there were some people like, Oh, I know that name. Like Mm -hmm. inevitable because like, I've been around wrestling for so long. It's like, Oh, this is going to be a battle. Mm -hmm. I know who this is. Like, and it really got like that. Like, especially when I was older and like getting bigger. And I started seeing like names that I had seen back in the little kids wrestling, you know, when you're, when you're doing like the states and stuff like that, you're getting on, getting against these teams and stuff. You know, all these kids that you used to know back in the day that were good little kids wrestlers are now starting to come through at the state tournament. You're like, oh, I know these people, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it, it was kind of neat to see that. Like, you know, when you first get into high school, you don't see many freshmen that excel enough to like where you get to go and watch them wrestle, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But like you get later on in the years, like all them people start coming back and like, oh. Mm-hmm. Like, this feels normal to me, you know. <laughs> when when you went in and and you handed that sheet to your coach, you know, it said place top three, and he said fix that. You know, is that when you kind of thought that you could win state? You know, uh, that was so that's the type of thing he did. Mm-hmm. Like he would plant those seeds, and then he would just like water them. Like he did the same thing to my brother, and then like towards the end of my brother's like, you know, in the middle of my brother's senior year, he just my coach would give. How you doing, champ? You okay, champ? And just started calling him champ, you know, just playing those games. And he goes, damn, man, he had me believing I could do anything. <laughs> it's just the way he was. He was very strategic and very smart about what he did. And I remember uh, he, I, he told, like, when he retired, uh, I can't remember what event we went to, but he was there. And, you know, like, he was a t- he's been to my wedding my brother's wedding, my buddy's wedding, my brother's graduation from Palmer, my graduation from Palmer, our graduation from college. Like you were one of his guys. He's got you. Mm-hmm. He's there for you. Like you gave him everything you had. He's going to do the same thing for you. And we were talking to him after we retired. And the first thing he said is like, God damn it. I retired too soon. <laughs> it was like the year after he retired. Mm-hmm. And then the next like couple of years, like he ended up going over to Vinton and coaching as a head coach over there. So, <sighs> And which was fine, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was like, so what made you do that? He goes, well, you know, first year was okay. He goes, I only went to the tournaments I wanted to go to, the big ones, stuff like that. He goes, then I found myself going more the next year. And he goes, then I found myself going every weekend. I was like, well, hell, if I'm going to do that, I might as well get a good seat. (laughs) So he ended up taking over the head coaching job over there. And then then they, like, his first year there, they they won a tournament. First one they'd won in years. And so, so like, and then – uh you know, involved just tree like, yeah, good job, guys. Like, time to get back to work. And I guess I don't know the all the details, but I guess some of the parents got upset about that. Like, shouldn't they get a break? And Ingvall's like, that's not how this sport works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't do that. And so he finally, I think he got tired of like dealing with the parent aspect. Like when he was at Union, he could do whatever he wanted. Mm-hmm. I mean, he'd been here for 23, 25 years. Mm-hmm. Most, most of us as parents that he coached. So it was like, he could do whatever he wanted. Like, and 
our parents knew like what Ingvall said we were going to do. And that's the way it was. And so they, they had no complaints about it. And I mean, God, that guy's so damn respected in this town. Like I wish he would have, I like Hogan. I like having Hogan. Hogan was good for me, mm-hmm. but I just wish Ingvall would have been there for my last year just because he had been there for my first, you know, like, mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong. Hogan was a good coach and Hogan was really good for me, especially the technical part, especially when I got older and like really de- redefining like my technique and like making it sharp, a lot sharper. He was way good for that. And he was a good coach for me. So, I mean, it was nice, but I just wish Ingo would have held on one more. Even if he was just an assistant coach, I'd have been fine. Mm-hmm. I wanted him to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember after winning my title my senior year, my mom had told me where he was sitting. So, like, after I won, there's a picture of me, like, over top of my – hugging my coaches, pointing up, and it's I'm pointing at him. And I, I don't know. I just – Ben to Uncle Berger said, like, I respect that man as much as I respect my own father. Mm-hmm. Wow. He was. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I told you I could do a whole podcast on <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I understand her. You know, I can empathize with, you know, him leaving, right? You know, he's the one that kind of helped mold you into the wrestler you were, and you just wanted him to, you know, you wanted to. For the end. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Tariq, what he sown. Exactly, yeah. Um, you know, you got second and third, you know, as a sophomore and junior. You know, were you, did those losses hit pretty hard, oh, you know? Yeah. 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 My no, my sophomore year, I got smoked in the finals. Of course, I was wrestling Nathan Van Dyke from South Tampa. Get guys a beast. Mm-hmm. Beast. But uh I did not wrestle well. I don't I think uh one of our assistant coaches kind of called me out on it too, and he needed to. I think I was content that I had made it to the finals as a sophomore, and I came out flat. And just could never get anything going. I mean, he kicked, he kicked my butt. Like, should he have won that match? Oh yeah. Should he have won it eight to nothing? No. <laughs> like I did not wrestle well, but he came out ready. He had a game plan and he executed and just destroyed me. It was pretty embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Like I made it to the finals as a sophomore, you know, and I, I beat, oh, was it Nick Weber? Yeah. I beat him in the semis and he was undefeated, you know, like, mm-hmm. And then I get in the finals and I get beat eight to nothing. It's like, eh, yeah, that's not the same kid. I did not wrestle well. Um, and then the next year, so that year I was like, yeah, you know, I think I was pretty content with just being able to get that high. And then the next year, like I was gung ho, like I was going to win a state title, blah, blah, blah. And then I got beat in the last seven seconds of the match. That one stung, but it also pissed me off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because usually, like, everybody's worried about kids, like, when you get beat, then you got to turn around and wrestle, basically, like, right away. And like, For sure. All the kids are in their own head. It just made me mad. I ended up wrestling, uh, I think it was Cody Kozlerich of Centerville, maybe, what it was. And I had beaten him in overtime at the Bend Community Tournament, like, midway through the season. Mm-hmm. I ended up destroying him in that third and fourth place matches because I was just so, so mad. I was like, let it fly. I <laughs> just did with it and just went at it. And it, that was like that was a big turning point for me. I was like, oh, I got one shot left. Like it's now or never. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I remember when I won. My dad is like, "How's it feel?" I go, "I feel like I got a rock lifted off my chest. Like, mm-hmm. I, like it's, 
I don't know. I was always a kid, like, I'm going to win four state titles, blah, blah, blah. And then you go in there, it's like, no, reality check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I started at 145. So it wasn't like I was wrestling other freshmen and sophomores. And it's like, I got thrown in the mix right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, no, no, there's some some studs out there. You know, there's yeah. always somebody better. You, you got to wait till you run into them. How did you keep your confidence up when you, because obviously you probably took some lumps, because like you said, you were out there at a heavier weight. Mm-hmm. as a freshman you know so there were probably kids who were seniors who were a little bit more mature than you that may have thrown you around a little bit how'd you kind of keep keep going keep your confidence up uh let's see how do i put this um we had so many like higher quality kids in our wrestling room like mm-hmm. i got beat up more in there <laughs> I never did out on a match. Like, mm-hmm. especially with my brother. I remember one time I took my brother down twice in a row. I think it was my, yeah, it was my sophomore year, the year we both got second. I took him down twice in a row in practice and he punched me in the face. <laughs> and we got in the fight right there. Mm-hmm. The coaches let us go for a little while, then they split us up and made us go with different people. Mm-hmm. Like, we were a family. Like, I know that's like cliche and everybody says it. Like, we did everything together. Mm-hmm. Like summer workouts, everything. There was a good group of us that were together all the time. It's like seven, eight of us doing summer workouts, doing like all that stuff. Like, and then during season, like Jace Clark pretty much started that for us. Like him and my brother became really good friends, and they just kind of grew the group as people like started like buying into the program and all that stuff. The group just grew, and like there was multiple times like after a hard practice, we're all dying. You know, we'd all just lay around in the wrestling room. You know, and just talk. You know, mm-hmm. it was our therapy. <laughs> you know, because wrestling's hard. Like it's a tough sport. It takes a lot out of you. But like you're going through it with these guys, and you're doing the same thing they're doing. They're doing the same thing you're doing. You're going through all these hardships. This is like it just. They're still. I still got like five of them that are still like some of the best friends I've ever had. Mm-hmm. We still hang out. We still do things together. It's just like the, those are my guys. And it's, it's just uh, having that kind of support in the wrestling room. Like, yeah, you get beat once, tough loss. Those guys are right in your ear. Like, step it up, man. You get it next time. Like, we got to go. It's time to go to work. And then it's just like, you know, you got that support. Like, and then I had hella family support, you know, community support. I mean, we had a good program. So the community support was like just phenomenal. I mean, I remember going to like, tournaments and stuff and we'd fill up like two different sections <laughs> another team over here like no that's all union sorry like you're <laughs> or you're gonna have to mingle in it was just awesome yeah. fun time yeah and you you kind of hit the nail on the head man i mean you your team was full of hammers yeah you know, that union team was tough um you guys got uh you won state duels like you said and the year before you got second Mm-hmm. to yeah. Emmitsburg, but then the next year we yeah, had the finals again so yeah that was cool how cool was that and how crazy of a roller coaster was that to oh god that, that uh year we lost to them we had uh <laughs> my brother was mad at one of my really good friends for the longest time over that because it was matt it was my buddy matt and he got pinned by a kid with like a 500 record 
Mm-hmm. But I can't turn around and win state like twice. <laughs> it ended up being a two-time state champion. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so, where he's like, oh, I guess it's not so bad now. <laughs> but like he was a he, my my buddy was a junior at the time and he got pinned by a freshman with a 500 record at the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, you cost us that duel. <laughs> like, but it really wasn't. It was just a it's just one of those things like and I remember our 215 pounder Nick Hanna at the time was a junior. And if he had to pin his guy and our heavyweight had to pin his guy for us to take the duel to win him. Mm-hmm. And, and I came down to the heavyweight matches and uh, Nick was just doing everything he could to pin this guy and the guy <laughs> was not getting pinned. And so the score wasn't reflected. Like Nick was good. And I thought he was, he, I thought he, I remember the he, name. He could have beat that guy by way more than what he did, but he kept trying to go from feet to back with him. Mm-hmm. So it was like a two to two match and go. And then they went into overtime and the, I remember, uh, I never forget this. The kid looked at his coach goes, want me to go down? Coach was like, and so when Nick grabbed onto him, the kid like turned and pulled Nick on top of him. So he got a two-point takedown, lost the, the kid lost the match, but he won the duel. He says, then down the No kidding. Yeah, so it was like, a, it was pretty salty. But like, you know, you can't, I mean, it's the game plan. Like you do what you do, you do what you got to do to win. Like you can't blame them. Like that was a safe bet. Who's the match yes. for the duel? I mean, the state title's on the line. I can't say I, I would be different. But, yeah. And then the next year, I remember that because uh, we were all pretty bummed, you know, because we had – that was a good group of senior guys, and we wanted them to go out with that. And they were my brother's senior year. You know, you had Brady, you had Wade, Tyler D'Souza, Ben Johnson, Luke – no, not Luke uh, – Ryan Bagby. Like, you, I'm saying names. Jeez. One of them were the backups that I've been talking about, just straight hammers behind our other hammers. Like it's, <laughs> but it was at, at the same time, it's like, that's why our team was so good. Like you better stay on your A game or the guy right behind you is going to take your spot. Like there's no if, and, or buts about it, but we were all a family. Like they just pushed each other. So it was, it was pretty intense. And then uh, I remember we we're all just on the mat, just like bumming out. And the reporters were there talking to him. Well, of course, he didn't tell us any of this until, like, after he retired and he's gone. He's like, like well, you know, like, what did that reporter ever say? He goes, oh, first thing he says, like, you think your boys are content with getting second at the, at the state duels? And he goes, I looked at him, I was like, do they look content? <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. Like, no. So then the next year, we ended up having Amosburg in the finals again. Mm-hmm. But we had to beat, like, we – we almost didn't even make the finals. We had Glenwood, and they came close to taking us out, but we ended up pulling that one off. And at Glenwood Rams, I remember that. It came down to the wire, and we ended up pulling it off, and we made it to the finals against Emmersburg again. <laughs> and my dad tells this story weirder than I can, but he somehow he got mixed in with, like, the Emmersburg people. <laughs> Your dad did? Yeah, so he was, like, sitting <laughs> with the Emmersburg people, and – uh can't remember what weight Brock Ryder was the final weight, and I can't remember if he's at 140, maybe. I think he started at 145, I want to say. And I don't know. It got to the point like where you know it was match went their way, match went our way, and then it got to like 160, which where I was at from there on out was like we were solid. Like but that was a year like we lost a lot of seniors in the upper weights and like mm-hmm. the middle weights, but we were still, like I said, we had all the back guys that were just as good. So we were still solid from like one sixty on up was still 
just hammers. And then we added Watts and Williams, Casey Watts, JC's little brother. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and we had Zemple down there. We had Yates was down there. Brockard was there, Stuart Hemmelseth. Oh my God. We just had a lot of good kids. So, like, when we lost a lot of seniors, but we added some good underclassmen at lighter weights. Mm-hmm. And I remember when we got to 160, my dad said he was sitting there talking to him. And they were like conversing notes. Well, how good's your kid? Oh, he's this good. You know, how good's your kid? He's really this good. And uh, <laughs> we got to 160. My dad's like, you're not going to win any for a while. And uh, it just so happened, like, I won. And then, no, I was at 152 again that year. That's what it was. So Brock was at 40. So he started at 45. And I think, no, Matt Pennell, the one that got pinned by the 500 freshmen, mm-hmm. this match this year. I, was, I asked him, like, <laughs> like, what were you thinking? He goes, I wasn't going to let it happen again. <laughs> but he won his match. And then I won my match. And that 160, who did we have? That might have been Watts. Watts, lost, JC lost at 160. And my dad's like, did not expect that. That's good on you guys. Like that's mm-hmm. a six point swing right there. And then we went, it ended up being, it came down to the last match, but uh, I remember going through the freshman. My dad's like, Oh, you know, he's a state qualifier. Like Williams, he's a state qualifier, but he's a freshman. It should be good match. Williams wins. Casey Watts does like, Oh, another freshman state qualifier. Should be good. Uh, Watts wins. And my dad's like, Oh man. And they're like, well, how good's this next kid? And have me Brock Ryder. My dad's like, Pretty fucking good. <laughs> so, and Brock went out there, of course, pinned his guy like right away in the first period, and it was awesome. It was just, it was good. It was nice to be able to have that revenge, you know, like oh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was last year, but we came back and got you this year. But at the same time, it's like oh god, but all them seniors didn't get to have that, you know, mm-hmm. kind of sucked. But it was good at the same time. Yeah. yeah. How how was it? Uh, you know, since so back then, you know, the duels was a week after, you know, a traditional state. So was there always kind of like a little chip on your shoulder because, you know, two way was stacked still is, you know, but yeah. you know, you guys could win state duels, you know, but you guys didn't finish in the top four top five at state, you know, for example, in 2004, you guys won it, but you weren't even top four in traditional, no. you know, 2000, which, uh, 2003, we got second at state and state duels. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, and 2000, 2004, uh, that was a weird year. Um, like I, I keep talking about Nick Hanna. He mm-hmm. was a his yeah. Year, uh, <sighs> he, he lost three matches that year. One was to Dane Pape by a score of four to like two. And then he lost to a kid he had pinned, teched, majored, and beat. He wrestled the kid four times, and the fifth time the kid finally beat him at sectionals. And then he got thrown in a left-handed headlock for the wrestlebacks. Didn't even make it to state. So he lost three times, twice was at sectionals. In 2004? That's yeah. why you probably haven't heard about his, him that much. Kid was a hammer, though. I have – so here's 2003 right here in my hand. Yeah, here's Nick Hanna. Made it as a junior 28 and 8. Yeah. Wow, yeah, here's – I think I have 2004 right here. Yeah, 2004. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> And yeah, so he didn't even make wow. And uh, the wild thing with him was like when he was a freshman, I mean, he was a 215 pounder all four years. Jeez. He came in as a freshman. I think he was a 215 pounder all four. No, they didn't have 215 at first, I don't think. Oh, how did that go? I don't know. He was a bit, he's always been a bigger guy. 
you know, but as a freshman, he was like a chubby baby guy, if that makes sense. Like he hadn't grown <laughs> into his body yet. So he was like, he had a, like a losing record his freshman year. In his sophomore year, he had like a 500 record. And then his junior year was like, why am I losing to these guys? Like he grew into his body. He became just a monster for us. And like, he just was a monster. And then like his senior year, it sucked so bad because Zemple, of course, he got mono like um, a month before sectionals. And then, uh, so he was out for the longest time. And then he came into sectional, I think it was sectionals or districts. He had to wrestle Joel Neve from Vinton. He had never beaten Neve before. And in that moment, at that time, he did. He finally won and punched his ticket to state. And so it was such a high and low day for us. Like, we were like, oh, my God, Temple made it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nick gets thrown at headlock and gets taken out. We're like, oh, shh. And, of course, like, if Nick goes to state, he's at least a safe assumption. Place top five, top four. Mm-hmm. And that's all them points we did not get. And it's just, it was like, and then having that, you know, we lost one of our hammers at the, not making it to state. And it just, I think it played a lot of head games with a lot of us, you know, like, you know, Nick should be here. Why is he not here? This is stupid. Like it was just, it was just a high, low day. And then, yeah, of course I get, I didn't, I got beat in the semifinals. So I didn't get to score them points. No, Sam, Sam Hanson. You know, Waterloo Columbus. Yeah. I know that name. Yeah, I yeah. could have told you that was. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the year that they, they just had – they wrestled out of their minds. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Sam actually wrestled the Cooper. I lost to Cooper earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. And I was looking forward to that rematch. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted a rematch. And I just – he got me. Mm-hmm. He got me in. I should have picked – I. To this day, I wish I would have went neutral with him instead of picking down. The kid was a phenomenal legger. Oh, yeah. I couldn't do anything off the bottom. I couldn't get away. Could not. And that was one of the years I had turned it on on bottom. Like, my freshman, sophomore year, I was terrible on bottom. I hated going down because <laughs> I could not get away. And then my junior year, I'm like, screw this. Like, it just kind of clicked on, like, hand control and get out. Like, nobody can hold you down. You just had to have that mentality. Like, it's going to be a scramble. You just got to keep going. And him as soon as he got them legs in like i i was done like i couldn't do anything and he rode me out that whole period and i was winning i want to say two to one going into third and he picked down and i was like all right you know and i held on i held him down i kept him down seven seconds left in the match i messed up he got a reversal match over it's like wow it it, it was as much him doing a good job. It was just me just making a mistake, you know, mm-hmm. capitalize. I mean, it's good wrestling is what it is. But then he went to the finals and did the same thing to Cooper. Mm-hmm. Just rode the hell out of him. It went in like a one to zero match. And I was like, oh, I just I still <laughs> wanted to wrestle Cooper. And then I was like, mm-hmm. now I want to wrestle Sam again, too. <laughs> like, and so I was like, I was, I was not happy that tournament. Uh, that was a that was an angry time for me. Mm-hmm. I heard that neutral. Speaking of neutral, you had a mean, um, mean front headlock and a Kelly dump. Yeah, yeah, that, that Kelly carried me through a lot of matches. <laughs> uh, and honestly, I didn't start using that until I got into high school. 
like before that it was like blast doubles you know singles mm-hmm. arches, stuff you know typical stuff like i wasn't a huge duck under person i wasn't a huge slide by person i didn't do ankle picks i used i threw the firemen's every once in a while but then when i got into college or high school we started doing more of the combo wrestling like putting moves together you know like go for an ankle pick they take it back inside shot you know inside single and then i started doing that fireman's and then i learned about the kelly and i was like i don't know it just happened once i was like that was that was sick mm-hmm. use that more often and then i used it all the time i was like well i'll use something else when somebody finally figures out how to stop it and once in a while i get somebody that could mm-hmm. or at least keep me from getting back points and stuff but yeah i think uh I was so, I always felt stronger than everybody. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of a brute wrestler. Like, I don't know. <laughs> everybody asked me, like, what kind of style do you have? I was like, Viking-ish, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I was just a brute. Like, that's all mm-hmm. I was. Like, I stayed in good position and I waited for mistakes. And then I'd try to capitalize on them. Or I'd, I'd force my will onto you. Like, I'd stay in good position and come at you, come at you, come at you. But, yeah, I don't know. I had that everybody always like feared my fireman's or my Kelly, but like I always threw them. Like I didn't even throw it once in my finals match, my senior year. I didn't use it once. It was like, cause I wrestled Mitch artist from Glenwood and like, he's a smart kid. I'm like, mm-hmm. he's got to know about my Kelly. I'm like I'm, this guy's going to be waiting for it. I'm like, screw that. I'm not using it. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do it. And so I didn't, I didn't use it. Wow. once. That's probably the smartest match I've ever wrestled. Honestly, because um, usually I'm out there like, oh, I'm better than everybody. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just that cockiness and confidence. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is my last shot. I'm not going to do anything. I got I got to come from left field. Like, I don't want to be out there just doing my normal stuff because he's a very good wrestler and he's very smart. And uh, then after I took him down right away, I was like, OK, got a little bit of pressure off, you know, and I hated riding people. Like I didn't like being on the mat unless I was like, had them on their back or had a good chicken wing in or something like that. I did not mm-hmm. like that. So normally I just let them up Well, I let them up. And I took a, I took a crap shot. I, mean, I was trying to force them out of bounds because we were right on the edge. And I took a crap shot and he capitalized and got around behind me. I'm like, this, this guy's a counter wrestler because he hadn't shot once. This is my second shot. And he scores points. On it. I'm like, he's a counter wrestler. Okay. Wow. So then I escaped. So I think we're tied at this point. Mm-hmm. Four to four. I escaped. And uh, late in the mat, or late in the second, I want to say it was. Yeah. He started really pushing into me and like trying to push me out of bounds, which he basically just made the same mistake I did on the edge of the mm-hmm. mat. I just threw a headlock so freaking hard. <laughs> and I put him on his back. And I remember being like, I thought his shoulders were in, but I mean, I could look back. I haven't looked back at tape or not, but mm-hmm. like it was enough for the ref wasn't even giving me two yet. And I had him on his back. And I'm like, <laughs> so, you know, I'm jerking. <laughs> and as soon as I jerked him a little bit, the ref went two, but I got no back points. So I'm mm-hmm. up. What is that? I'm up. I don't know how it worked. I ended up being mm-hmm. seven to five, but I got ahead mm-hmm. of him. And once I got ahead of him, I kind of sat back. Like I'm going to make him come to me now because I'm not going to give him any opportunities to counter. If he's a counter wrestler, I'm not giving it. He's got to come at me now. And uh, I think it was, I, I ended up having to let him up after the 
I think he ended up, we ended up going out of bounds. I let him up. So it was like six to five, no, five to four at this point or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, he tried to throw me because he was getting desperate and I was waiting for it. So basically flattened him right on his back, but on the bounce, he kind of, he's a good wrestler. So he's like, oh, I got to get out of there. And then uh, I ended up letting him go again. So it ended up being seven to five. And I just remember, uh, you know, just staying in good position right in the middle of the mat. This time, I'm like, I'm wasting time, wasting time. Just, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't looking at the clock or anything. I just focused on him, like, being in good position. Don't get out of position, you know. Make him come to you. Make him get what he wants to get. Don't give him nothing. And I remember, like, we fought out of bounds. And I look at the clock, and there's one second left. I'm up seven to five. No stalling calls have been called. I look at my coaches, like, ugh. <laughs> I left with the whistle. I sprinted to the side. I was like, nope, <laughs> I'm out. I'm not giving you a chance, man. But uh, yeah, so that was that was pretty exciting. I was pretty. It just was like like I said, a, a weight lifted off my shoulders at that point. So like, mm-hmm. I had three close calls and like I could never get it done. I was just like, you're always waiting for that other shoe to drop. You know, like what's going to happen this time? But it, it ended up going. I yeah, it went pretty well. <laughs> Two questions about that. Well, one's more of a statement. You were a smart wrestler. You were intel- like to to sit there and think like that. Like, you know what? In middle of the match, he's a counter wrestler. Yeah, well, and coming in like wow. I'm not sure I really thought that at the time. Like it must have clicked with me because mm-hmm. I did start like tapering back, like my attack and stuff. But like it wasn't until afterwards, I was like, when you really sit down and think about it, you're like, you know, you go back and you replay the match in your mind, like, wow, I did a really smart thing there. Yeah. You're like, oh sh- wow. Like I never I don't think in the moment it was like I made that conscious decision. I think it was just, okay, like here's a game plan. You, you're, Cause you always got to shift your game plan around. Right. Like, if you're not evolving your game plan. You're, you're going to keep doing the same thing and they're going to catch on. Like, <laughs> I don't know. This is all stuff, you know, I speculate back on like, I, I did this, I did that. Like at the time, you like, you don't really think about it. You just do it. Right. It's all, it's all just, you, you, wrestled so much in your life it's just like second nature you know i was like like i started in third grade and I wrestled up through college so like 15 years you know and right. like, even in high school you've been wrestling they said you had to have like 70 something matches competitive matches to be competitive in high school it's like i was getting really? like 70 something a year <laughs> right yeah wrestling little kids it's like okay but yeah i don't know it was it was just that, that was probably the most fun i've had in wrestling was like eighth grade year up through high school. Like I mm-hmm. just, those group, that group of guys and that, those people like don't get me wrong in college, I made some good friends. Like we had a good group of guys, mm-hmm. but at that point, like uh, my super senior year. So I ended up going for five years, but my, so it would be, would it be my red shirt senior year, my fourth year there. Mm-hmm. It was my last year. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Right. Like, so I started cutting weight, like midway through the summer. Like I came in, Wayne, like, uh, I, w- I was able to make 157 and eat two meals a day. So, like, I wow. felt perfectly. Yeah, I was doing good. And I felt strong, felt great. Came in. And of course, you know, there's Travis Eggers. Guy is just a freaking monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going 157 now instead of 165. Coach's like, can you wrestle 165? I was like, yeah, I suppose. I mean, oh, that throws a wrench into things. Yeah, it would have been nice. Well, of course, I was taking a swimming class at the time too. You want to work out? 
just swim. <laughs> oh my God. I've been in the best shape I'd ever been in my entire life. Just doing that. <laughs> so I do the swimming class. We're doing it three days a week. I've been in the best shape. I'd ever. I'm eating everything I can get my hands on. Coach tried to put me on like weight gainers. I couldn't even do that because you have to eat a meal and you have to drink this huge shake. And like I couldn't get above 161 because I didn't change my workout routine. I was like, I'm not changing that. Like I'm in great shape, blah, blah, blah. So I'm wrestling guys that are cutting down from like 180, 185, right. 160. And I'm coming in the year under 160. And I was like, oh man. So yeah, I couldn't. I remember coming back from Thanksgiving. I was so excited because I weighed 171 pounds. All right. <laughs> everything I get my hands on and like never stop. One practice, I was back down to 161. Lost 10 pounds in a practice just because I hadn't been doing a lot. Like mm. I still worked out, but not like I was. And as soon as I got back in that routine, it was just like pff, gone. Like, God damn it. But yeah, so I was wrestling some big guys. But mm-hmm. it was like I was in such good shape. If I could keep it within three points going in the third, 90% of the time I was going to win that match. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on full, full energy. I'm right. I'm ready to go. And these guys are like, oh, I sucked down from 190. I don't feel good. Like, I'm tired. I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> so that was fun. Mm-hmm. That was a good year. I ended up missing out and making to the big tournament by a point. I lost in a wrestle back. And so that kind of lost the salt. I was like, oh, man, I could have made it. Like, what could I have done different? Blah, blah. I'm like, you got to stop thinking like that. Like, you're done. Mm-hmm. You're moving on like this, the end of the chapter. And Grim, who can sell pop, uh, catch up popsicle to a lady in light gloves, like <laughs> he believes in this program so much, it's easy for him to like jack you up about it. You know what I mean? Like, and like, I don't regret going back. Do I wish I would have done things differently when I went back? Yeah. But, you know, he's, you go with Lloyd, life, what, what life throws at you. And he's just, that's what it was at that point. But he, he I came back. And I was like, well, if I want to be a 165 pounder, I'm going to be a 165 pounder. So I like hit weights, like trying to bulk up and stuff. And uh, I remember coming into the end of the year, the school year, because wrestling starts basically like two weeks after you get into school. Mm-hmm. And Grim's like, any way you can make it down to 149? It's like, no I mean, way. I shot, but this would have been nice to know like three months ago. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And I made it down there. And actually, at the beginning of the year, I felt like a monster. So I was just so much bigger than all these guys. But cutting that much weight, like as the year went on, like I was literally wasting away <laughs> and I was struggling maintaining, like I couldn't mm-hmm. maintain. And my wrestling just went from like consistent to all over the place. I beat a guy that was an All American pretty handily. And then I'd lose to somebody that I'd never even heard of. It was just like, it just was like, however I felt that day, that's how you're going to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Like most of the time it was crappy. So like I was very inconsistent. So I don't blame the coach for doing what he did. Like he ended up pulling me out of the lineup before regionals and putting in our backup and let him wrestle. And he ended up making it. But at the same time, it's just like, I wish I never would have went down to 49. Mm-hmm. It would have been like, well, 57 make or break. Like if I can't have the spot, so be it. Like, I just, I lost a lot of muscle mass and it took me, I never really ever gained it back either. So like, I'm a lot smaller than I was. I'm a lot softer. I should say I'm a lot softer. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, it's just, it is what it is. It's just mm-hmm. one of those things like coulda, shoulda, woulda, but 
it happened the way it happened. Mm-hmm. Everybody know. Yeah. I love the sport. I think the sport's the greatest thing to do. And I love that they have girls wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's so awesome to me. I'm so happy they finally did that. Mm-hmm. Not only is it cool for like the girls, it's like I'm not saying it wasn't fair for them. It just wasn't fair that they had to compete against males. Like any other sport had a counterpart. We don't. Mm-hmm. So I think it's an awesome for a fact that like, like, is it title 19 where you have to have title nine? Yep. Title nine. Is it nine? Mm-hmm. You have to have like mm-hmm. a women's sport for, it gives us an opposite. Cause we were a lot of times wrestling was getting cut because they don't have an opposite. Mm-hmm. Like, like we can take this one out cause there's no opposite to it. Right. Now I'm an opposite. So that's really good. And I just, that's I just, good point. yeah, I love the fact that like they can compete now on a level playing field and it's awesome. And like there's teams, like we have a team union has a wrestling team for girls. Like we, really? have, girls. So we have seven right. girls on the wrestling team and they have their own team. It's awesome. I just love it. And you know, of course I'm a daughter, I'm a dad of two girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, now I got something. <laughs> You know, if you want to play basketball, you got to talk to grandpa. I don't know anything about basketball. But you I got you, girl. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm pretty it's, – it's just an exciting time to see, like, the sport evolve. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's been the same way for so long, and now it's evolving. Mm-hmm. And it just need to be around to see it. Well said. Because yeah. that, is, that is true. I think it kind of got stagnant there for a little bit. You know, I graduated in 2010. And right around there, it did get a little stagnant, a little kind of dry and things needed to change. And I think, you know, I talked to some people and they were going to cut it from the Olympics, if you remember. And I think that was kind of the rude awakening. Yeah, that was a spark that lit the fire. Yes. Where I work, Chuck, you know, Chuck Yagala is. He works there. So I had multiple conversations with him about like wrestling and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, when the whole Olympics thing happened, you know, he's good friends with Dan Gable and he's always giving me the insiders what they're talking about. <laughs> I mean, these guys are champions of the sport. Mm-hmm. They're out there advocating for the sport day in and day out. I mean, they're the type of people you want to be backing your sport. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was like, it was, it was, it was kind of, it's kind of neat just to witness all that and hear about all that and watch the sport just change and evolve into something better. Mm-hmm. And, like you said, it got stagnant there for a while, and the Olympics thing happened, and then all of a sudden, like, it just created change. And to see that, like, coming to fulfillment is like, I don't know. I think it's just an exciting time. Mm-hmm. Like, so many possibilities of what could happen, and it, it could it could grow astronomically. I mean, yeah. it, it's just cool. You know, as exciting as it is now, I still want to go back to when you guys were wrestling because that was some awesome wrestling when you were in high school. That kind of era, that early 2000s in Iowa was so good and so much fun to watch. You were right in the middle of it. Like, did you guys realize, did you realize at the time how just tough and awesome it was? Or did it take a couple of years afterwards to look back and go, holy cow, I was a part of a damn good era in Iowa wrestling? I think part of you kind of always knows, but like later on, you appreciate it more. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like in the moment, you're like, you just do what you got to do, you know, keep your team up, get after it. But then like later on, you're like, man, that was awesome. <laughs> like I said, like, you know, those guys are my family. Yeah. Everything together. And thinking back now, like I still hang out with them. Like we'll get together and we'll start reminiscing on stories, you know, and sometimes you'll remember a different one that you haven't heard or, you know, <laughs> it's fun. Uh, 
but yeah, that golden, I, I call it the golden era. era. <laughs> but I mean, everybody, everywhere, there's, it just seemed like, like in our area, you know, we always have like Bosco's always freaking good. Columbus back then was always good. You know, um, yeah. Clear Lake was good. Yeah. You want, you want to stick around in this area. You know, Independence was good. And then, yeah, all them guys, like, Hudson. Hudson was really. Oh, good. yes. Yes. Can't forget about that. Because, yeah, you know, I wrestled with Peterson in college and I wrestled with Peterson and Dane Ryder and like um, Zach Engelkeys and them, like in little kids things. They were a year ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Like, with the first year I went to uh, middle school duels, like nationals or whatever for middle school. They were on my team, so I got to know them pretty well. And I just remember, and of course, we had like Brock Ryder, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, Nick and Shane was after me, but so like they're all related. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's one. That's one high quality family. All of mm-hmm. them. All of them have are good. But uh, I remember we wrestled the Bell Plain invite. Bell Plain was like, tough. Yeah, but yeah. Again, another one. We wrestled the Bell Plain invite. It was a tournament, and from like was it one fifty two on up, we had all our guys in the finals, and from like one forty five down, Hudson had all our guys in the finals, and we only matched <laughs> up with Dane and Brock Ryder, the cousins. <laughs> of course, each other in the finals. <laughs> you know, it was just like us and Hudson stood on one side, and Brock and Dane just walked out together, shook hands, and walked back. It was pretty, it was pretty cool. Ooh, so they didn't wrestle? No, they did. Oh, they, they did. Okay. Out. It was like the intro, like who's Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they just walked out next to each other, shook hands, and walked back, and it was it was pretty cool. And uh, you know, they had the Edelsons too. They were yes, they were crazy good. And then you have Mac and Joe and Bartnetti. I mean, just mm-hmm. oh, there were so many just high quality. And I like good friends with Kyle Fornes. Like me and him mm-hmm. grew up wrestling and little kids and stuff. I mean, Fornes were tough. Him and his brother. It was just there were so many like quality kids like just in and around our area that is it was mm-hmm. it was a it was exciting. Yeah, pretty good. We were good friends with like the Hudson wrestlers when we didn't do them. You know, when we finished our duels with them and stuff. You know, I was like, hey, we hang out and stuff. <laughs> I remember that year. We're like, God, they would have been. It was my brother's senior year. I want to say. Because they had their lower weights were just stacking. It's Charlie, CJ, Ingle Keys, uh, Yuska, Ryder, like all the guys. And then all our upper weights were stacked. We're like, can we just combine ours? <laughs> mm-hmm. we'll, we'll run away with this thing. Like, it won't even be a hard. <laughs> yeah. So it was pretty neat. Yeah. Does the name. Um... So when you won it your, your senior year, you came out on top, defeated Mitch Artist. Um, that year, there was somebody by the name of Steve Crozier in that bracket. Yeah, I know Steve Ruel. Okay, good friends with Eggers, who was a buddy of mine in college. <clears throat> yeah, so, yeah. um, so Steve's my brother-in-law. Oh, no kidding! Okay, I didn't <laughs> know that. So he yeah, was so, army wasn't it? Was it Air army? Force? Air yeah, Force. Air Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got third, didn't he? He got third in my bracket that year. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He was yeah, on the bottom was, side and got beat by Mitch Artist, and uh, yeah, and then you ended up was, winning the that bracket. Was a crazy high scoring match, wasn't it? It was. It was. Yeah. I remember that. it was like eleven to like fifteen or something or seventeen. Yeah. Thirteen or some crazy high scoring <laughs> match. I think that's another part of me was like, don't be making mistakes with artists because he will capitalize on them. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, Steve was tough. I remember him. Just mm-hmm. Jack little built just like me, just this Jack dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever wrestled him in high school. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I don't remember. I know I wrestled him in freestyle one year, and I had I think it was after my junior or sophomore year. And like I had done no training. I just walked into a tournament and had somebody I went in and he was in my bracket. And for the first period, I was just I was beating him pretty handily. And then I just done. And he came back and smoked me. And I, I went laid down. I was like, oh, I think I'm dying. Oh, it, was, it was funny, but like, yeah. Did yeah, you not was, did you not do much summer wrestling then? I did. Okay. That might have been after oh, when was that? I stopped going to Fargo. I don't think I tried again after eighth grade just because I was in football and track and all that stuff. So like just doing the money raising, I was just like, it's just not worth effort. But uh, yeah, so I stopped doing that. I still did freestyle. I remember my freshman year we had uh, coach Parker was an assistant coach that we had gotten. He was new to our program and stuff, but he, I want to say he was uh where was he from? Orange, West Delaware, I think. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So he like knew our program. So when he came over and started coaching and stuff, uh, he put together our freestyle. Like we did freestyle. Like as soon as like wrestling was over, freestyle started. Like we started having like actual freestyle things. And he started setting like duels up with some of his buddies that were assistant coaches the other way. Yeah, so it was a lot of fun. <laughs> so like I think that's what helped us a lot too was like doing that summer, summer wrestling. Like in you say summer wrestling makes winter champions. You know that cliche. <laughs> but we would do duels and stuff and that was a lot of fun. But yeah, so I did freestyle. I don't I didn't do it after my senior year wrestling because uh I did track again and then after that it was just like well I'm gonna be starting practice here and yeah (laughs) anyway so i was like i just kind of held off on that uh grim wanted me to do senior nationals but at that point it was like it was a lot of money and Mm. like i didn't grow up with this disposable income like a lot of you know typical kid right my parents loaded by any means we didn't Mm -hmm. have the world i mean i was provided for that's all i could ask for but so Mm -hmm. i was like yeah i I can't i can't do that (laughs) yeah yeah, it sounds That's like it's fun, but I, I, I can't I can't afford to do that. Yeah. What was it? So your sophomore year, you got second and your brother got second. How tough was that for both of you and the family as a whole just to deal with just unfortunately coming up short? Were you guys there for each other? Or I mean, yeah. obviously Brady would hurt probably a little more because yeah. it was his last round. It was a lot harder for him because, you know, like me, I was like, oh, I still got two more shots. Like, mm-hmm. And but him, it was like, oh, uh, Jacob Craig from Mount Vernon, I believe, is the one. Oh, really? Yeah. Tough. Craig ended up being a two timer, I'm pretty sure. But there was a lot. Oh, God. I just, do you follow the pin doctors? Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, That video of him when he's wrestling Jacob Craig, I was like, I went and rewatched it. And our coach told him, he's like, you were a better wrestler, but he was a way better athlete because that kid was just a freak of nature when it came to like, positioning and stuff there was multiple times where my brother would have him like on the edge of the mat like you it could have been called too but then I'll somehow he would just like get away he was like what are you a freaking ghost like how, <laughs> how do you do that like his hips were phenomenal and i mean it was a close match but yeah just 
kid was just a freak athlete and super good. Like he was just good. Yeah. That was hard for him. And especially, you know, he got, we got second as a team mm-hmm. and we and him both got second individually. And then we got second at state duels. Wow. Was just, coach, was, we used to tell coach involved. We're like, God, silver, such an ugly color. I hate the colors. <laughs> Which reminds me of another uh, involved story. I remember it um, would have been my junior year, and he's got us out running hallways as a conditioning. And he starts asking kids that are past him in the hallway, like, what's your favorite color? And people are like, blue, green. <laughs> and I got to thinking, like, oh, I know what he wants. And I ran by him. He's like, what's your favorite color, Hickman? I go, gold. He goes, you're goddamn right it is. <laughs> That's what he was waiting for. And I was like, uh, it was just, he was a character. I'm looking. So I was just double checking. Yeah, the bracket. Yeah, your brother, thirty-six and one. They have you here. It's funny they have you here in a, as a senior. Yeah. Yeah. In this <laughs> yeah. Nathan Van Dyke, South Tama County. Uh, there was an. Oh, is there an Abel? Is it Jared Abel? I think he got like. Yeah. Seven. There, there's Jared Abel in here. Hmm? Yeah, I think he won it the year before. He did. Yeah, he was a 2002 champion. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that because I had a rough state duels and I beat him. And that SOB used my carry against me. But he used the carry too. And he only got two because I knew to turn into it instead of trying to turn away. But then I hit him with it and got a five point move out of it. So I ended up beating him. I remember his coaches, like when we teams would shake hand after we beat them. And they come, they're like, You're the real deal, man. We'll be uh, watching you in the future. It's like, Thanks, man. It's like, Yes, that was pretty neat. Like, yeah, that was a that was a stacked bracket. That was a pretty good bracket because he had Nick Nick Weber of Clear Lake in there too. He was undefeated coming into the state tournament. Yeah, and who else was in there? Yeah, yeah, that's who you beat in the semis. There was. I remember his dad came up to me after I beat him. He's like, "Who the?" Because I had five losses on the year at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, who the hell is beating you this year? And I'm just like, I'm having a great tournament, man. <laughs> really? I wrestled Nick through little kids. I'd never once beat him. Not once. He always used to just, just kick the crap out of me all the mm-hmm. way through little kids. And I never beat him. And then I wrestled like a phenomenal match there and just ended up getting him. And yeah, his dad's like, who the hell is beating you this year? <laughs> like, I'm just wrestling great. And then I got into the finals and totally shit the bed. <laughs> who did, who uh, had beaten you? That's a good question. You know, who, oh, God. Who had you? you know, you're, you came in with five losses. Did, you know, did you expect coming in to get second as a sophomore? Like, no, no. <clears throat> I like, I, I mean, yes and no. Cause, you know, coach had me. Right change my thing and like you know, and little parts of it would get you to like i can do this i can do this and then when i had to wrestle nick weber and i beat him that was i think that was the first like oh my god i can do this but then it got to the point of like man i already got second i'm doing great like nobody expect me to get second i'm a sophomore at 152 mm-hmm. like, nobody at this weight like not a lot of people that can make it as far as i have and then i was like i think i just got content like mm-hmm. I was okay with where I was at and that just was not good. But like I remember wrestling Nick and I remember getting up on him like four to two and thinking to myself, like I don't know, I know I remember thinking this like get another takedown, put this thing out of reach. And then I get that takedown and he'd get away and like one more and he'll he'll quit. You know, just break him. Just get one more. And I kept I ended up being closer than I than I 
I don't know. Does it say what the score was? I can't remember what the score was. No, I couldn't. Well, I just find remember the thinking, like, just one more, one more, and it'll be out of reach for him. One more. And I kept doing that to myself, and I, I got like three of them. So it was like, I guess this is what I needed at that point. But yeah, Nick was tough as nails too. Of course, he won it the next year, one sixty, I believe. Yeah, because he won Watts' bracket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was tough. Wow. Yeah, there's just a lot, a lot of good kids in that. Don't get me wrong, there's been some great kids mm-hmm. around. Right. I think is like one of those sports, like, like, like you look at Spencer Lee right now. Yeah. And Gable Stevenson, those guys, there's always outliers. Mm-hmm. Like, you get an outlier, and then everybody fights to catch up. Then, <laughs> while, then you get another outlier, and then everybody fights to catch up. And I think right now, like with Gable Stevens and Spencer Lee, they're the out, they were the outliers. Like, yeah. You know, obviously but spencer's still in it like they're the outliers like now everybody's fighting to catch up to that so i think like in like and then look at like kale sanderson was an outlier and then everybody fought to catch up mm-hmm. of course kale the coach and just killing it with penn state i mean they're phenomenal year in and year out i hate to say it being an Iowa fan myself, <laughs> right <laughs> good. yeah i don't know i think wrestling is just one of those sports where like as long as you dedicate yourself to it, like fully, not just, oh, I'll do it when I feel like it, or oh, I can do it every other weekend. Or like, if we, you dedicate yourself, you'll get what you put into it out. And you'll actually get more than what you put in. Cause like Gable saying, like even Gable saying, like, once you've wrestled, everything else in life is easy. Like, there's like multiple times where I'll be doing work. And everybody's like, oh, this sucks. It's like, I've done worse. <laughs> I've done worse on less food and less water. So, I'm okay. I, I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. Amen to that. Um, before I let you go, the one thing that I wanted to talk a little bit about was your mindset, your sophomore year, because the reason why I'm kind of doing this as to what you said, those guys are outliers. And a lot of times we hear from those top flight wrestlers, you know, we hear from Burroughs and Yanni and, you know, Gable, you know, we know their story, you know, but I think your story, and that's why I'm doing this. A lot of the people I'm interviewing, that's more the norm. Yeah. Um, I talked to somebody the other day who had that same mindset uh, when they went in um, a little somewhat content with being second place and they were, you know, they hadn't even wrestled yet. So like what advice would you give to somebody who probably might have that mindset of second place is good. I still have two more cracks at it, whatever, yada, yada, like get that out of your head. Yeah, uh, don't settle. Just don't settle. Like, you put in the work to get where you're at, you might as well make a show of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't do what I did. Like, I look back at that match and I am embarrassed. <laughs> uh, it's like, ah, oh, should he have beat me? Yes. Should he beat me that much? No. Like, just don't settle. Don't be content with where you're at. Like, you, you, that's one thing about wrestling. The more you strive to better, to be better, the better you're going to get no matter what. You know, surround yourself with those people. That iron sharpens iron thing. That's 100% accurate. You got to surround yourself with the right people. And, like, I was lucky enough to come into a program that had all those people already there. And to, like, come in and just be, like, another piece of iron. And then I just start sharpening everybody. <laughs> everybody sharpening. It's like, it's, you just have to have that mindset, like, I don't know. Just don't settle. Don't be content with where you're at. Always strive to be better. Always do the extra. Because there is somebody out there that's going to be doing it if you're not. And like, you may never not know them, not know, ever heard of them. And all of a sudden they're coming out left field because they're doing what you're not willing to do. And I, 
I don't know how to say like, don't get into that mindset. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did it myself. It's just like, uh, do I wish I wouldn't? Oh yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. Um, was it kind of an eye opener though? Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> you gotta be mentally tough. Like this sport just demands so much from you. Mentally tough. Don't settle. Don't be content with where you're at. Always be ready to battle for better. Mm-hmm. Well said. Uh, yeah, I get. Uh, <laughs> this football, you know, I don't really thought about that. <laughs> um, I guess yeah. One last thing that just kind of popped into my head. I don't know if I asked yet this yet or not, but did you ever have some doubt start to creep in? You know, when you didn't get it done your junior year, and you're like, man, maybe it's just not in the cards for me. I'm. You know, gosh, I've been working my butt off and I haven't won it yet. What the heck? No, I never. That no. I was the type of person that was kind of a driving force. Like, I got one shot, better make it my best one. Like, mm-hmm. that's just the way I was. Like, I did the same thing with my fourth year at college. Like, well, this is my last shot. This is my last year wrestling ever. I'm going to make it the best year I can make it. Mm-hmm. That's why I started early. Like, oh, God. I had good coaches and stuff, you know, coming in and uh, good people. Like by the time I was a senior, I think there was only four of us that were in my grade that were still on the wrestling team. Wow. It was all younger guys by then. Cause wow. the grade, the two grades ahead of me, of course, my brother's grade and the next grade were just stacked. Like there's so many guys that they had out on the team. And once those two gra- grades graduated, like, there was only four of us my senior year, and but I had like Brock Ryder and Stuart, mm-hmm. just driving forces, you know. They were friends of mine, and they were just like Brock was another one. Oh god, that kid, outstanding, mm-hmm. outstanding wrestler. Just I don't know what it was. The state tournament was like his kryptonite for some mm-hmm. reason, and finally his senior year. Oh, yeah. Finally, a senior year, he came out and he didn't play. play Four time qualifier, mm-hmm. time player. He got fourth, I want to say. And it was just like, I was just so happy for him because, like, I know that was just like worse than me not winning. That was just eating him so bad. Like, mm-hmm. you've made it here four times. And, like, this is it, man. Like, it, I, I'm guessing his feelings were the same as mine were about winning a title. Like, show up you did all the work just show up man and mm-hmm. he did and it was it was really it was really fun to watch and it was really cool to see him finally like come into his own and like really just get it done basically mm-hmm. like he'd just been so close all the other years and just never quite cross that threshold and to see him finally do it was like oh thank the lord <laughs> that's awesome that that is truly you know that's why wrestling's such a bittersweet sport because yeah. you know watching somebody like that yes you win your teammate loses and you're and you're still hurting even though you won you're like man i'm hurt from you know um did you feel have this mindset going into your last year of school like this is my last year of school i'm gonna make it my best i'm gonna study hard i'm gonna be the best student i can be oh no uh School, like I never really struggled in school. Like I said, like mm-hmm. high school and all that. Like uh, the stuff we learned then was like, I don't know. I it just yeah. like, it wasn't hard. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody's like, "Well, you graduated high school." I was like, that, "That's probably like one of the easiest parts of your life." Like 
I'm not trying to take away from anybody or anything, but like, there's so much stuff that happens to you after that, or like, mm-hmm. even like dirt, like schooling compared to like wrestling, like wrestling was hard. Schooling was not. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was like, I don't know. I just, I never really had trouble with school, even through college. Like during the one year when I cut all that weight, I did struggle with classes a little bit. That's because I was, Figures, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just, I couldn't even stay awake half the time. So it's like, and I remember uh, my um, biochem teacher, professor. Biochemistry? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Mm. Or organic chem. This was organic chem. I did biochem too, but uh, oh my God. he goes, yeah, I can tell you started cutting weight. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, A, B, A, B, C, C, C. <laughs> I'm like, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was a wrestler too, so he was pretty cool about it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, he wasn't chewing me out or anything. He goes, I can just tell you, <laughs> we all went through it. We all did the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it happens. But like, yeah, I could go to like, I could just show up to classes. I never had to study for the test or anything. You know, I always did. Oh, you son of a gun. Better, you know, <laughs> it was like if you paid attention in class, you already knew most of the stuff that was going to be on the test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but then, all right. So, yeah. So when I got to Palmer, though, it was a, completely different thing because it wasn't like sometimes you can look at a question and only one answer makes sense mm-hmm. like oh the french guy that came up with this there's only one french name there it's like that's the guy so deductive <laughs> reasoning like that's the guy yeah palmer started doing that stuff it was like they give you multiple choice but all four answers would be correct which one is the most correct oh my gosh like, yeah so i struggled with that at first then I started coming around to that kind of thinking like, okay, so I started doing better, but yeah, it was, it was a struggle at first, let me say it. But other than that, like I never really struggled with school except for grad school. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't know, I guess, you know, once you wrestle, everything else is easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'll let you go. I appreciate you sitting down and taking oh, a little man. bit of your time to, to chat um well, steve i said hi though man i will yes how do you, how do, you do how do he end up doing in the air force like uh so his junior he qualified for nationals and went one and two um but yeah i mean he was he was fine at he's fine now he's you know a pilot and doing air force oh, stuff yeah. so yeah of course yeah, he's way cooler than i am yeah well no he's not that cool yeah <laughs> uh, someone said hi though of course of course yes this was uh, Edgar's you know, always trying to talk crap to me it's like you know if you'd wrestle steve steve would beat you anyway <laughs> oh my gosh you didn't beat uh, the guy i beat so you can just shut it Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Special thanks to my guest, Brett Hakeman, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also check me out on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and my brand new Facebook page to hear more of my content. And don't forget, check out my website at letstalkwrestlingpodcast.my.canva.site. 
And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Take care. See you next time. Come on.